0: Oh, if only we had a TV perfect family, right? Hey, good morning, everyone. How are you doing today? Man, y'all look good. Hey, let's give God a big shout of praise again as we get this service going on the next level. I love this. Big welcome to everyone tuning in online. Thank you so much for being with us today. If you would, as always, please hit that like and share button so we can reach as many people as we possibly can with this message. Could we just welcome our online audience again today, guys? Thank you all so much for tuning in and for being with us. My Lord, there's a lot going on at this church. My Lord, the announcements takes up like half the service now. It's just crazy. Isn't it nice to be a part of a church where there is a lot going on? Man, we could just be sitting around listening to the crickets serenade us. But I tell you what, there's a lot going on. I'm very excited about Fall Fest coming up next week. That's crazy. We've been talking about this for months, and it's coming up next week, y'all that is amazing to me and if you haven't heard it already um tune into 104.5 our radio station that we like to partner with a lot here in the douglasville area and you'll hear some ads from our church running promoting fall fest we're partnering with them again this fall Um, i get to go into the studio and do some broadcast stuff later this week so listen this is what's cool when we go in I get to give the gospel in there and share our hearts and talk about the vision of the church. Eastgate Church, listen to this. We're going to get to reach a listening audience of about 750,000 people this week with a message of Jesus. How awesome is that? That is way cool. God is moving. Um, And uh, we're just getting ready to receive um, our our community as our guests next week. So like Rachel said, don't, don't get caught in the Fall Fest draft. Um, make sure that you sign up to serve. Need all hands on deck to welcome. Last year, we had pretty close to 2,000 people show up for this event. This year, we're expecting about the same. And that's a lot of our community coming here so we can love on them. And I think that's awesome. How about you? I think it's going to be great. So what do you say we dive into this message today? I want to talk to you about Family friction. Family friction. Y'all know what I mean when I say family friction? Yeah, we had some of that this morning, Pastor Josh. I get it. I get it, man. Um, That's just real life. Anytime you've got a group of people together, there's going to be a difference in opinions, a difference in preferences. Uh, People are going to be in different moods at different times, and somebody's not going to get that cup of coffee they should have had before they expose themselves to everybody else. And sometimes there's just friction in family. And what I want to do is dive into the Word of God and look at some practical things that we can apply to help to remove some of that drama in the household. You know, God doesn't want the drama in your house. You know, I, I think our households can be places of peace that reflect what the Word of God said. And I want you to know this. All right, as your pastor, listen, I'm your biggest fan. I want to see your family succeed. I want to see you living out the Word of God and putting it into practice, not just showing up on Sunday and going, woo and then going home, and it's just knock down, drag out fights, and it just wears you out, and it's emotionally draining, and it just sucks the life out of you. We don't want any of that for you. We want peace, and we want to see the biblical model played out in our homes, and I believe that we can do that. The Word of God will work if you put the Word of God to work. Yeah. You understand? So you need to, you need to apply it, and uh, while well, I'm your biggest fan, And the Lord has given us the tools to succeed. And I believe that you can see success in your family, drawing closer to God and maturing. The enemy's out there and he wants to jack up your family. Any opportunity he can get, he's going to jack up your family. In fact, Jesus kind of alluded to this and gave us a good principle to pay attention to in the book of Mark chapter 3 and verse 24. He says, a kingdom divided by civil war will collapse. Similarly, now look at this. He, he talks about a kingdom, and then he dials it in to a family. A family splintered by feuding will fall apart. The enemy wants to destroy your family through conflict, through fighting, through feuding, through the friction that occurs naturally sometimes in a group of people, but he wants to exploit that and find inroads in to divide your home. I counsel a lot of people as a pastor, and some of the most emotionally damaging and hurtful experiences that people go through in life happens at the hands of family, hands down. When I counsel people, we're usually dialing back to a moment in the past where a father said this, or a mother did that, or a sister or a brother did A, B, C, or X, Y, Z and it created a huge trauma point in a person's life that they cope and try to cover up, and they, ref- they just never get to the full process of healing and restoration that God wants to bring them to. And listen, I'm telling you that you don't have to go there in the first place in your family. Your family can be a place of peace. It can be a place of healing. It can be a place of restoration. And even if you look back in the past and you see a huge point of trauma, that you experienced. Listen, God can restore, and God can heal, and God can put it back together than it ever was in the beginning. Amen? So he wants to come in and divide, and he wants to come in and, and do his thing. So we've got to be sharp and be not just on the defensive, but on the offensive against the enemy and what he wants to try to do in our families, how he wants to fracture and and splinter and divide our households now listen whether you are a parent with young children or a parent with teenagers or an empty nester or you're a grandparent watching your kids raise their kids I'm telling you what we're gonna talk about today will apply to your family at any stage of life because here's what I know holidays are coming the holidays are coming we're going to get to celebrate Thanksgiving and Christmas and all of that stuff. And, man, isn't it just not fun when you get together with family and there's that awkwardness there because of junk that hadn't been dealt with or something blows up that isn't even about the thing that, that people are fighting about. It's about something that happened 10 years ago that never got resolved and everybody's got to deal with this drama. And I don't think we have to go there in the first place. And I think we can apply this truth to our lives. And Here's what I know, all right? Um, in the household mom and dad you are the standard setter in the home okay so what happens in your household as a parent you either give permission to or you educate against one of the two all right you're either giving permission for it or you're you're saying no that's not going to happen here so Probably 80 to 85% of this is going to rest on the shoulders of the parents. And honestly, it's going to rest on the shoulders of the man. Gentlemen, you're the head of your household. Okay, listen to me. Don't go to work and complain about problems at home that you are not using your authority to correct and fix. You're the one that has the authority to do it in the household. Pastor Josh, you don't know my family. You don't know my wife. No, I don't, but I know what the Word of God says, and if you put it to work, it will work for you. What we allow and give permission to will happen in the home. So and in the home, parents, what you allow your children to do, listen, it it might be cute when that little four- or five-year-old sasses back at you but you better fix that while they're four and five years old. Because it's not going to be cute when they're 15 and 16. Amen. And you just got all kinds of stuff breaking loose in your home that you've got to fix. Now, listen, um, I know I jumped out of the gate kind of hard on parents. I Listen to me. Listen, people are people. All right? People are going to make their own choices. And even in setting parameters set by the word of God and doing your best to set the godly example in your home, I get it. Sometimes kids are just going to be kids. Sometimes teenagers are going to be teenagers. Sometimes you're going to have a bad day at work, and it's going to carry over to the house. And sometimes she's going to have a bad day, and it's going to carry over, and there's going to be stuff that you've got to work through. I, I get all of that. All right? I get real life, but here's what I know. An isolated incident is different from a pattern of behavior. Okay? And there's no reason for us to allow dysfunction to happen in our home. Now, part of the reason that this happens is because of learned bad behavior. Learn bad behavior. What do you mean, Pastor Josh? I mean, you may have grown up in a home where knockdown, drag-out fights were just every day. And that's just how y'all rolled. You know, mom was always yelling at dad or dad was always yelling at the kids or or you were always fussing and fighting with your brothers and sisters and there was just never peace. Y'all didn't know how to talk in a normal voice. You were always yelling at each other and trying to get your point across, jockeying for attention, trying to get emotional dominance in the household. That may have been what you came out of, but that doesn't have to be the example that you continue in your home. You understand? Um, I get it. Sometimes we come out of bad situations and we see bad behavior. and, and But that doesn't mean that, that it has to continue. Romans 12, verse 2, it reads like this. It says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Will don't conform to the pattern of the world, but be transformed. Everybody say transformed, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. What does that mean? That means you can change. That means you can change. No matter what kind of example was set for you in Christ, we are a new creation. Amen? The old is gone. The new has come. The Word of God can get in our spirits and renew us and change us, and we can put the Word of God to work in our lives where we might not have done it before, but we can do it now. Listen, today is a great day to change. Today is a great day to say, you know what? This dysfunction has happened in my past and is happening now in my household but today I refuse to let it go any further I'm drawing a line in the sand and from this moment on I'm going to be renewed in my thinking I'm going to be renewed in my actions and my household is going to reflect the Word of God in the name of Jesus it ends with me and we're gonna start a new pattern in our home you can do that in the name of Jesus you can do that can make the change no matter what kind of shape your home is, is, no matter what kind of friction you may be facing, and you guys watching at home or hearing this later, it doesn't matter. You can change. You can change. Ephesians 4, in verse 32, it says, to be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave you. Boy, that's a good passage of Scripture to put to work in our home. To be kind and compassionate. Well, you don't know my kids, Pastor Josh. No, I don't, but I know the Word of God. And I know if you model it and give it time, all right, it might be awkward at first, but if you give it time, you can have a household that reflects this <laughs> most of the time. Okay, most of the time. Now, this is what I know too. Conflict and disagreements going to happen. Yeah. It's going to happen. But how we respond brings peace or pours gas on the fire. And this is everything, Um, because it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Kelly and I, my wife, I love her. She's the greatest gift that God has ever given me next to salvation. I love my wife. But sometimes we disagree. Sometimes we've got conflict in the home that we have to work through. You ever had conflict in your home that you have to work through? You know, so you can either respond biblically and navigate through the conflict and keep the fire down low, and resolve the issues, or you can respond in a biblically incorrect way and get all hot and heavy and start yelling and let emotions dominate and the fire just blows up. And that's just not fun. That's where the hurt comes from. That's where all the damage comes from. And if we can avoid all of that, I think not only are we putting our, our children in a great place for success in life, but man, our marriages will be better. Our relationships with our family will be stronger. And the beautiful part about it all is that we will be reflecting the gospel of Jesus through how we interact with our family. And I think that's a beautiful thing. We either pour gas on the fire or you can just let the Word of God do its work and handle it the correct way. You guys ever have conflict over clothes in your home? Clothes in your home? Listen, most men, especially single guys, they develop a pattern. (laughs) And, And here it is. You walk into the room, you take off whatever you're not wearing drop it, then you move on. Now, here's what ladies don't understand, okay? I'm coming back to that later. I'm coming back to that later. I know I put it on the floor, but I got a plan for it, whether it's a shirt or pants. I might be wearing that tomorrow. I might be wearing that later in the day. See, but there's a plan for it. There's a plan for it. Now, it's not always guys. Now, sometimes the ladies um, can do this. What's the deal with ladies a lot of times fussing about the seat being up or down on the toilet? But when you look at the sink in the bathroom, you can't even see it because of all the hair care products and makeup and all that stuff. You know, I'm just saying there's give and take on all. See, look, I'm about to split the house right now. Some of y'all are like laughing and getting mad. I can't believe you did. Some of y'all are freaking out because I threw a shirt. On the floor. Listen. Let me set you free. You got a choice over something like this. My God, I had to pick up after everybody in here. What is the deal? What? Is, I am not your slave. I am not your. I'm your mother, but I'm not your mother. You know. What is the deal with it? You pick this up. Don't you love me? Don't you? I'm tired of not being appreciated in this place. You can just blow it up. It, is that a little too close to home? You you hear all that stuff. Let me show you something that will set you free. You ready for this? Watch this. Just walk on past it. I'm going to do it again. Hang on. But it's a mess on the floor. No, just walk on past it. And just let it go. Listen. And trust that maybe they will pick it up later. I know, that's a lot of trust, Pastor Josh. You say a lot of truth in church, but this is getting pretty close to the line right here. Now I get it. But trust. And here's the deal. Even if they don't pick it up later, don't blow it up into a huge situation. Now listen, if you are dropping clothes on the floor and you know it aggravates your spouse, whether it's your husband or your wife, pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up. Problem solved. Problem solved. Pick it up, pick it up. Either way, you have a choice to either prefer your spouse and serve them and pick your stuff up and put it where it's supposed to go or to just walk past it and choose your battles and not destroy the peace in the home over something you could have just walked past and handled in a better way. You understand what I'm saying? Um, Pastor Josh, I love a clean home. Maybe, or maybe do you just like to control stuff. Nothing but love. <laughs> Nothing but love in the house this morning. Nothing but love. See, um, well, well, I just don't understand why she's always on my case to pick my stuff up. I get it pretty close to the clothes basket. I know where it is. It's not in the middle of the floor. I don't see what the issue is. Well, maybe the issue is you're selfish, and you need to get over yourself and prefer your spouse. Okay? Prefer them little things like this. See, this is where this is where the magic is in the home. You know, it's not like, oh, no, we need to have a talk because our children are worshiping Satan. No, it's our kids won't clean their freaking rooms and we don't know what to do. Like it's the nut and bolts of how things interact in the home. That make the difference so we've got a choice not just parents but students too. listen we've got a choice on whether or not the small little inconveniences are easily worked through or they're dialed to 11 and we've got all-out war in the home you don't have to have that problem okay so so choosing to just walk past this stuff and handle conflict in the right way I get it sometimes it's aggravating and annoying but sometimes it's better to take a second suppress that flesh, and make a biblical decision on how we're going to respond to what's happening in the home, okay? Um, which leads us to the next thing we need to talk about this morning, and that's venting on others instead of communicating. Venting on others instead of communicating. Hey, there's a big difference between, hey, we need to talk about the clothes on the floor. <laughs> I love you, but this is going to become a thing if we don't get this worked out, so we need, <laughs> we need to get a system here, you know? Um communicating is different communicating focuses on the issue venting almost always becomes personal and there's just nothing good that comes from attacking somebody personally because if i were to say something that calls into question your character or your motivation or the why behind you do something you're going to want to defend yourself aren't you especially if i'm getting accused of something i didn't do or a motivation that's not right for me? Like, no, 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 we need to talk for a second. I get what you're saying, but that's not where this is coming from. I don't appreciate you attacking me. It's not even about the issue anymore. we got to be careful about this stuff. I know it's easy sometimes to come home with about three weeks of frustration on the job, and then something triggers it in the home, and instead of dealing with the issue, "Ah!" everything comes out, that's venting. That's not communicating. See, I I used to have this trouble. I, I used to have trouble with this early on in Kelly and Maya's marriage. Um, dude, I would I would vent. I would take the frustration of the business and uh, customers that we were dealing with at the time, and inspectors and all this stuff with the work that we were doing, and then I would take um, all of the, the the load I was carrying in ministry at the time, being bivocational, and I would just I would bring all of that and I would carry it inside of me. And I think that's where we mess up. So we carry that frustration in us and we just, we grin and bear it when we need to grin and bear it. But when we get to the safe place around the people that we know and we don't have to put on that public face or watch our tone, it and it would just come out. And I praise God for a godly wife who looked me in the eyes and called me on it. And she said, hey, I don't know where all this is coming from okay I um, what the issue that the issue is not worth all this anger that you're venting on me it's basically what she said it's not worth all this that's coming out we've got to be careful that we're not venting on those that we love the most because this stuff builds up over time (sighs) have trouble at work, and the boss gets on you, and you just carry it, or maybe you and your spouse have a disagreement, or you got something going on with one of the kids, or your parent is on you about something, but you're dealing with so much junk at school, so many of those, you're dealing with bullies, you're dealing with pressure in the classroom, you're dealing with uh, just all the awkwardness that can sometimes be there, and then you come home, and it feels like your parents are on your case, but you got all of this built up by what's happening and so when the opportunity presents itself well we just let it all out and the person doesn't even deserve it see they didn't aggravate you they didn't pull all that they didn't pile all that stuff on you man the world did the world did we got to be careful that we don't vent on those that we love the most let me give you a pro tip this is what i learned to do and it's funny how sometimes you get a step up on some of these things and then you let the right things happen in life and you find yourself dealing with an issue that you thought was handled in the past you ever had that happen in your walk with god where you gotta just draw the sword and fight the battle again to make sure that the victory stays the victory you know we went through covid just like a lot of other churches did and businesses did and uh Man, I was, that was a tough season for your pastor. I'm telling you straight up, not just me, but a lot of other pastors, my workload tripled. You know, people were staying home talking about how much they love working at home and all of this stuff. And your boy here, I mean, my workload tripled, man. Um, we had turnover in the church and people arguing about politics and craziness. Do you wear a mask? Do you not wear a mask? And all this stuff. And, um navigating all of that stuff. Because look around at these beautiful people in here. Look, I love you, but sometimes you can be a bit much. they <laughs> so just being honest. Now, I can be a bit much too. I get that. Um, and, and I was a bit much there on the tail end of, of all this COVID stuff. I took a stress test one time in the middle of all this. And on the test I took, um, it scales out to, I think, a score of 600, depending on life events and things that are happening. And so X amount of things equals X amount of points. And uh, I scored, I think it was 495 on a scale of 600, wow. and which means that I was about a bird pooping on my windshield, away from stroking out and being in a hospital. You know, it's about what it was. A lot, it's a lot. You ever had a week like that? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so it's carrying all of that, and we're still navigating stuff. But what happened was, man, I didn't watch myself, and I just started venting some frustration and some stress on people that didn't deserve it around here. And and praise God for people that love you enough to come and talk to you instead of getting offended and just turning the page and walking away. You know what sometimes people do? I appreciate truth and honesty. And so people would come up to me that cared about me and say, hey, Pastor Josh, you okay? Yeah? Okay. Because. You just threatened to throat punch somebody over in the corner and just want to make sure not really it didn't go that far but but they were like hey your tone's a little different you know you're you're on us a little bit more than you normally are you know, i just want to let you know you might want to check that out and i put it in check because i caught myself as a pastor venting what was happening in life on people that had very little to nothing to do with it you know be careful that happens pro tip take all of that stuff and release it in the closet of prayer okay now go out and chop wood if chopping wood and you just put the picture of whoever on that tree and, and go to town if that's therapeutic for you then that's fine go out and shoot and put the tar- like a picture of your boss on the target if you need to and bow, 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 bow. that I get that I get that but at the end of the day that's probably not going to resolve what's happening here so you release this stuff in the closet of prayer The Lord says, cast all your cares on me. He said that for a reason. He can handle it. He can handle the venting. I don't know about venting, but yeah, you can vent in your prayer time. He can handle it. Not being disrespectful. Lord, you know what's going on. This is more than I can handle. God, I want to give this to you now and let this go now so that I don't damage my wife. So that i don't damage my children so that i'm not disrespecting my mom and dad i'm just going to give this to you right now and get in the closet of prayer and we start to let it out and that's what we sound like a lot when we're venting in in prayer this is so hard. I just came in the bit of that This, and this and then they cut me off in traffic, and I haven't slept in three days, Lord. And the coffee pot didn't work right. And my husband gave me a card, but he didn't write anything. He just signed his name in it. And I can't get my wife to leave me alone, and it's driving me nuts, and I don't want to snap on her. I just want to rest, but she won't let me sit on the couch. God, just for five minutes, I want to sit on the couch and, and, and not have to worry about going to... And then just just let it all out in the closet of prayer. Yeah. Cast all your cares on Him Amen. instead of venting on the people that you love the most. Amen. Yeah. So so it helps a lot. Don't vent. Don't vent. Communicate. I grew up in a home that vented a lot, so it was something that I saw modeled and patterned. Now, praise God, my parents are different now. Um, they've grown and they've matured. But I'm telling you, it it was. A life or death decision on whether or not you wanted to ask dad to go outside and play, depending on what kind of day he had at work or what kind of week he was having or life or death on whether or not you, you you did something right or if mom was going to come in and just let you have it because you didn't do it the way that she wanted it. There was a lot of anger and a lot of frustration because that's what they saw modeled before them. You know, I get it, and, I, and I've seen that. But listen, guys, we can choose to stop that, and we can choose to end that pattern, and just because we saw it doesn't mean we have to live it out doesn't mean we have to to damage those that we love. Venting instead of communicating. James chapter 1, it says it like this. It says, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Lord Jesus, let it always be that way. Quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to go angry. You ever seen governors in vehicles? He used to rent like a, a U-Haul truck or a Penske truck or something, and they had a governor in the vehicle so that the, it could only go so fast, and then the governor would kick in, and like you'd be going, and the governor would kick in, and the, the truck would go, and it would just slow down to the top speed. Wouldn't it be nice to have a governor in your mouth? Yes. Oh, it would just shut stuff down. I mean, as soon as you started going over the threshold or the limit, well, I'll tell you what. (laughs) 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 That governor would just grab it so those words didn't come out. Wouldn't that be awesome? That'd be amazing. It'd probably be a lot quieter around some of our homes if that would happen. Just grab it and wouldn't let it go any further. This is another big one. Assuming the worst about the person. Assuming the worst about the person. When there's a lot of hurt that's unresolved in the home, because of a lot of friction that goes unchecked, motivations begin to get questioned. And there are problems with assuming the worst about the person. Dangerous place to go. Always give people the benefit of the doubt instead of assuming the worst about them. Well, my children did this because they don't love me or respect me. It could just be that your teenager is having a rough week and they don't know any other way to express it (coughs) Because they're still in the process of learning how to deal with all this stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't assume the worst. Well, if my husband would you know, don't assume. Well, you always see. That's a good phrase to never use. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You always. Boy, that'll get me fired. No, I don't always. I not look uh, once back then, and today. Okay, that's two times. That's not always. Two is not always. TWO is not A-W. It's not always. Different. You always know. You deal with the issue. You keep it separate from the person. Well, I got to talk to, I get you talking to the person. Don't pour gas over the situation. Make sure you're navigating it correctly. Give them the benefit of the doubt. Most of the time, it's not as bad as we actually think that it is. Most of the time, it can easily be explained. Most of the time, when if you give someone the benefit of the doubt and you come to them and say, hey, here's the issue. We need to resolve this. They'll say, you know what? You're right. If they're responding the right way, you're right. I was wrong to do that. I'm sorry. (laughs) Look, it was not my intention to hurt your feelings by doing this. It's not my intention to make you feel like I didn't love you. It's not my intention to make you feel like you don't don't have value and you're not important to me. I had a bad day and I messed up. I was exhausted and I just put the dishes in the sink instead of rinsing them and putting them in the dishwasher. Whew, man. Man. How many nuclear bombs have been set up over dishes in the sink? I just put them in the sink and I was, I'm sorry. I know we put them in the dishwasher. I was wiped out tired. Man, I'll I'll fix it. Give me a little bit of grace too. Give me a little bit of grace on some of that stuff. So don't assume the worst about the person. Listen, teenagers, your parents are not trying to make your life miserable. They love you. All right, They love you. Now, they're not perfect. Yeah, they're going to make some mistakes. All right? They're not perfect, but they're your parents. Whether you've got a single mom or a single dad in the home or you've got both parents at home, listen, they love you. They love you. Don't assume the worst about your parents. They would give their life for you in the next second, more than likely. Just because they don't let you go somewhere you want to go doesn't mean they're trying to ruin your life. Doesn't mean that they hate you. It means maybe they know something about the situation that you don't have enough life experience yet to recognize. And that's not shade that I'm throwing at you and I'm not trying to knock you, but God gave you your parents for a reason, all right? And if they're safeguarding over you, listen, even if you feel like they're overprotective, I would so much rather have an (coughs) overprotective parent that would allow me the time to develop and get my feet under me in life than have a parent that didn't care what I did and just threw me to the wolves to figure it out on my own. Yes. Okay, they love you. They love you. Don't assume the worst about your parents. Next thing is your words have power. Remember your words have power, and the Bible says that they do. Proverbs eighteen twenty one says, The tongue has the power of life and death. And those who love it will eat its fruit. Proverbs 12, 18, it says, The words of the reckless pierce like swords, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. your words bring healing and life? Or if you're hanging around your home, are you guys walking around with some of these? Are you speaking life, or are you just, just letting them have it? Those words spoken in reckless moments damage people. They damage people. Look, words hurt. They hurt. That whole, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That's malarkey right there. That's malarkey, man. I have been jacked up more over spoken words than any beating or butt whooping I've ever taken in my life. I'm just telling you, because it's easy to heal out here. It's hard to heal yeah. in here. And some of us grew up in homes where this right here was normal. And maybe we're still carrying around some of the wounds from the jabs. Man, I can I can remember negative words and phrases that damaged me. I had a teacher in high school, I'll tell you this one, Spanish teacher in high school, in front of the whole class, okay, because she and I were... <laughs> I know it's hard to picture me being a difficult student, <laughs> but she, she, and I, she and I were having a, a little moment because um, I didn't finish all of my Spanish homework or whatever the deal was, you know. Probably a football game on that I thought was more important. But in front of the whole class in Spanish, she ripped me a new one. And the gist of what she said was, you're pathetic, you're no good, you're not gonna amount to anything, you are stupid and you don't know anything. And I didn't church that up out of her mouth. I knew enough Spanish to know what she was saying. And so did a, a chunk of the class too. Stuff like that, venting in the moment, unchecking those words and just recklessly saying whatever's flying, mm-mm, it damages people. I can remember some of, some of the incredibly harsh words spoken over me from my parents early on. And how that damaged, it makes a difference. Are we stabbing or are we speaking life? Listen, this right here is not the pattern for your home. Okay? Now, the world may say you just rip them a new one and you leave them shredded and bleeding on the floor, but that's not what the Word of God says. And that's sure not how we react and interact with one another, especially as family. Guys, you're. Your family's got to be a safe place. Family's got to be a place for you to get foundations laid. Fa- family's got to be a place where you can work through issues with people that you trust that you know has your back. Not walking around on pins and needles waiting for this to take action. So we got to make sure that we're speaking life, doing it correctly, and not being reckless with our words. Don't be reckless with your words. This is what I know about your family. God wants your family to be fun. God wants your family to be fun. Think about the last time you had fun as a family versus the last time y'all had a knockdown drag out and dealt with the drama. When when was the last time y'all just got together and had a, uh, played board games or, or had a movie night or, or went somewhere. Pastor Josh, we don't have the money to go to the movies. I get it. It costs like $800,000 to go to the movies right now. It's ridiculous. I get all that. But parks are free. Hey, your backyard is free. Your living room is free. You can make moments and memories in those environments. God wants your family to be fun. When's the last time you went on a date night with your spouse? When's the last time it was just you and him or you and her and no kids? Every, parents are going to set you free for a second. I know you love your children, but just say no children. No children. There it is. And no children. You need those times. You need those times. Probably remember the last time you had a fight. and Probably remember the last hurtful thing that was said to you. When's the last time you had fun? When's the last time you spent time with those children? I just. God wants your home also to be a place of peace. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. It's a lesson I learned the hard way in life. I don't want you to have to go through that with your family. When, when I, I hug my children now, you, sometimes you can just see it on a person. You know what? They need some life spoken over them. And I've made it my mission in life to speak life over my family. And I'll grab my girls and I'll just tell them, hey, I love you. I'm so proud of you. And I'm so excited to see what God is going to do in and through you. I'm so impressed with how strong you are for the wisdom that you have at such a young age. I'm excited about you hopefully cleaning your room later today. You know, just whatever. <laughs> just speak this stuff out, you know. You just speak life over th- And I watch my daughters respond, and they, just, they just, just feel the life come over them. And I'm speaking to that insecurity that all children have, and sometimes we as adults have. And I'm, and I'm speaking to that, and I'm dissolving it. And I'm reinforcing who they are in Christ. You know, if if you can help a child to be strong in their identity, they won't go other places trying to figure it out. Okay, so I try that to speak over them. I speak over my wife instead of yelling because I used to be the yeller and I used to be the guy and I speak over her. i I just love you. You're the greatest blessing that God has ever given me. You're so smart. You, you are the glue that holds this family together. You mean so much to us. I don't want you to ever think that I don't appreciate you. This is not a day that goes by where I don't thank God for what you have done for us in this. How you serve us. What you sacrifice. What you do. It means the world. I speak life over her, and I had to teach myself how to do this. It's to speak life over. Now, we have correction time, too. Don't get me wrong, but in moments of correction, we try to teach first and then discipline later. And when we discipline, we do our best not to vent on our kids. We deal with the issue, let correction run its course, and then we move on. Because I've learned the hard way And I've learned by doing the wrong way that it's so much better to do it God's way. He wants your home to be a place of peace. This is another thing I know is God wants your family growing closer to Him. Is your family growing closer to God? Because that's what He wants. Probably... 95 to 99% of your issues that we deal with at home with behavior problems and interactions with one another would be resolved if we would just get closer to God and allow His heart to become our heart. You know, it's not just for the lost and the dying in the world that we have the heart of God for. It's for the person that's chewing their cereal too loud on the other end of the table. Oh, my goodness, there's freedom in this place. I just felt it right there. Some of y'all just let that go. A heart for our families. Parents, it's your job to set the example, to set the tone in the home, to let this behavior be acceptable and this behavior not be acceptable. It's your job to do that. Students, it's your job to respect your parents, okay? and be obedient to them, and to show that love back to them, and not make your parents' life a living hell. Okay, those people love you. They go to work every day, maybe to a job that they hate, so that you can have food on the table, not so you can complain about what you don't like eating. You understand? Make your parents' life joy and peaceful. If we draw closer to the Lord, His heart becomes our heart. And, and how we interact with with one another. Even if we've seen it modeled wrong, and even if we need to be healed and restored, let the Word of God get in you and let healing and restoration take place so that you don't have to pass that on to, to your grandchildren or your children, you understand, or, or so that you don't have to, to always be bowing up against your parents. Let the Word of God change you and let peace come back into our homes. Because here's what I know. The church is only as strong as the families that make up the church. And if we as a church are going to be effective in doing what God has called us to do and reaching this world that is crying out for a solution to all the problems that they're facing, we've got to make sure that we've got it straight at home because a family splintered and a family divided is not effective or productive, the enemy's having a heyday, and has us distracted with the dysfunction of the home instead of operating in unity and moving forward as the army of God. It's important, it's important. There'll be friction in the home sometimes, but it doesn't have to be the pattern. It's the isolated incident okay let's move past that and be the people be the family that God has called us to be without distraction closing the door on the enemy closing the door on the enemy speaking life over each other and resolving conflicts correctly and that may mean that we need to go and have an honest conversation with our parents students and say you know what I've been wrong Here's what's been going on in my life, and this is why I did what I did, but I want you to know that I love you, and I respect you, and and I messed up, but that doesn't mean that I don't care about you. We go back and we talk to our, our kids, and we say, you know what? Dad's been a little difficult to deal with, and it's because I haven't been handling the pressure of life correctly, and I want you to know that I love you, and I love you enough to change I'm not going to vent on you anymore. Okay, We're going to deal with things. But I want you to know, you can come talk to me and you don't have to be afraid of me. You go to your husband and you say, you know what, I know I've been on you about these things. I want you to know that I understand that you're tired. And I want you to know that I love you. Okay, maybe we can work on some of these things together as a team. I want to apologize and get, I want to, whatever the deal is, get it right. Because at the end of the day, your family, that is the closest, that's the closest unit you're going to have. Okay? That's it. Think about the, the memories you want your children to have 20 years from now of mom and dad. thoughts you want your grandkids to have you know, I just, nobody intends to wound people I think nobody just maliciously says I'm just going to just, today I want to wreck everybody that I have a conversation with, sometimes we need to put a check on this so let's take today and let's get things right in our home and if we need to apologize let's apologize, and if we need to heal, let's let God heal And if we need to set new patterns, then let's have conversations that need to be had and set new patterns so the dysfunction doesn't continue so that we can be modeling this thing God's way. Amen? I think God's way is a lot better. Let's all stand this morning as we get ready to close. Father, I thank you so much. Bow your heads and close your eyes for a moment. Lord, I thank you so much for these beautiful people for what you've done in this service today, for what you're speaking to us now.